Where am I? Urana. Arsend of the Arsend of the world. Urana, yes, yes, this is Urana. All right, we're back. Episode four, season two, just finished. Evan and I just watched it. We're your host. We're Talking Glitch. My name is Jimmy. John Boy, we got Evan, my co-host. Talking Glitch. Talking all things glitch. Right away, I'm going to call you a dag because they use that phrase and I have no idea what that means. I was going to Google it, like Australian slang, what's a dag? I thought it meant lesbian. Oh, is that not Australian? You can't call, you can't call me that. I'm going to call oh, you. It's definitely Australian. The way she said it, it was just like, oh, I thought. Because she thought she was a lesbian, so she, well, lesbians can still get raped by men. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this episode was, we both were kind of not too. Unfashionable or socially conservative. Blah. Oh. Unfashionable or socially conservative person. Oh, so she means like a prude. Mm. Like doesn't party. Exactly. All right. So you are a dad. Thank you. Episode three, you and I both were kind of like, ugh, it, they, killed, yeah. they killed Alicia, but it was getting to the point where we didn't think that furthered or answered the questions posed enough for us. This episode, we got a lot more of James, and I think you and I both like when James is heavily involved, and we got some answers. Like, we got some, we actually got maybe one or two answers and a couple more, like, motivations, or we know the end goal i think a little more yeah i mean definitely some advance i i wouldn't say i wouldn't say anything was really answered this episode but there were definitely a lot more advancements which is what we needed to see episode three was really just centered around phil's murdering of alicia and just kind of small plot points off that this we got a lot more advancement on multiple character storylines and kind of honing in on where exactly we're going to be headed in the final two episodes, thankfully. Like, we have more of a clear direction. So I'm definitely more confident about the outcome of this season. I just still don't know the name of this episode, but last episode, we didn't know the name because it wasn't out. Now I can see the name of last episode, and it was All Too Human, which makes, we were talking last episode, are they not humans? And... Um, the name hmm. of the episode was All Too Human. So now I look into that more and think, are they not humans? Well, I don't know. What does that mean, All Too Human? Does that mean Alicia can still die like a human can? Does that mean... I don't know. That almost makes a little more sense with some of the things I saw in this episode. With the bad angel hunters, or whatever we're going to call them, kind of having some... seeing some... Um, human feelings like the what's the phrase they keep using duty of care mm -hmm. yeah like phil the heartless bastard finally decides to spend a little time with Bo. they go fishing that scene i thought was gonna go so sour and then it was kind of just a genuine side of phil we haven't seen yet it's yeah this, this show does a really good job of really keeping you guessing and building tension as a result like there were multiple times in the episode where i just found myself really nervous and not for any reason like when charlie's meeting at the house with the real estate agent vicky during phil's fishing trip uh basically every scene with sarah i don't know she's just acting normal and then pulls out of a, a gun out of like her back pocket it's sarah's crazy and i think i fucking hate her. I, think I, I think i hate her cats i think she, yeah i think i mean 
not the actor, okay. the character. Where should we start? Who should we start with? Okay, well, the episode starts with John Will. Just, I think he's just Will now. Last week he was Will John. Now he's just Will because everyone sure. knows his name. Will and James find Alicia, or they're burying her. And Will, like, snuggles up with her dead body. And I was like, man, he really, like, does have a connection with her. I, I mean, snuggle up with a dead body? I've never had the chance to snuggle up with a dead body, but I don't think I'd like it. Well, he's been dead for, like, 200 years, so it's probably not as big of a deal to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in that scene, they're burying the dead body. Will is, like, cuddling with her. And James is digging and burying the body. And in my in my brain, all I was thinking was, at what point does James just fucking bounce? He's like, all right, I'm out of Urana. This place is crazy. I'm just going to go be a cop somewhere else and leave this for, like, there's a lot well, of stuff. Well, he's got a lot on. of baggage. I know. His, ex, his ex-wife is one of the returned. He's got a new son. His current wife is an angel hunter or something. like. I understand, but. I'm with you. I would have gone far away from here, but he's tied down. And then they team up. James is like, you got to help me. Wait, hold on. Can we backtrack? Why did they bury her? I don't know. I don't just out of like, <laughs> niceness. I guess. I mean, they they buried Vic in a similar, maybe just to hide him for the time being. Yeah, I guess they don't want like real cops and shit coming. So. Yeah. So they bury her. Said- they meet up with a uh, high guard lady, right? The scientist. Norgard. Yeah, Nicola something. Professor. Yeah. Oh, Norg. No no regard. Norgard is. No regard. No regard. So do they have no regard for human life? Didn't we discuss this like two episodes ago? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they're they're going. Basically, what comes out of this storyline is um, they track they track down Owen. First, James doesn't trust nicola she's like i'll i'll give you all my information he's like i don't trust you she's like when are you gonna trust me he's like well i'm not gonna trust you james is pretty steadfast that he doesn't trust anyone he said it to alicia like i can't trust you said it to her can't trust you just can't trust i mean i definitely get he's in a tough spot i mean this whole show is basically james in a tough spot but um obviously he wants what's best for everyone he cares about but i mean he's right not to trust the norgard lady but at the same time like if Giving her the notes is really the only... Like, Alicia's dead. No one else is going to know what to do. Even if she kind of has ulterior motives, at least you can kind of look over her shoulder and be like... Yeah. Kind of monitor what she does with everything and bring people back. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. And she is she is a mad scientist, but as we see later in the episode, spoiler alert, Will's fingers do start to grow back. Yeah, in a real weird scene. Well, hold on. We'll get there, but... They did find out, this was one piece of information. She did fi- say that Vic's blood was a little different. So James was like, so they do come back different. So, okay. So that kind of answers that question. I mean, we, if, if you didn't know that you're not watching Glitch, you're, you're, I don't, and then I don't right. know why you're listening to this podcast, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're watching the show. We knew they came back different, but this confirms it a little from smart scientist lady. So he did come mm-hmm. back different. James is like, aha, I knew. So we need to find someone else that could have come back different. They go hunt down all the dead, deceased parolees, and they find our boy Owen, who you knew had to have something going on with him. Here's my question to you. Are you more worried about Owen because he has murdered someone in his past, or are you more worried about Owen because he taxidermies as a hobby? 
Definitely the latter, especially because we got kind of his backstory of why he killed someone. Like, it was really more of just a fight that went too far. So, I mean, listen, he still manslaughtered someone. Like, he went to jail, but now he's out. He's trying to live a cleaner life, so we think. But, I mean, everyone needs a hobby. I am pro hobbies. You know, I like them. But if you've been convicted of manslaughtering someone, you need to pick a better hobby. You can't be stuffing dead animals. You need to be coin collecting or... Even if you have not been convicted of manslaughter, you cannot be a taxidermist as a hobby. If you <laughs> if you are a taxidermist, you better be a professional and you better be making money. Because if you're not making money, that means you are stuffing dead animals for That's fun. True. You can't do that. Yeah. You, you, like he said, I'm an amateur taxidermist. No, man. Yeah. You're just fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you suck at it, but you just like it too much to give it up. I how many other jobs are there where you there's no in-between? Like, either you do this and you get paid, maybe a mortician? <laughs> I was just going to say, an undertaker. Yeah. yeah. The, the human version of what he's doing. Yeah. You can't. Basically, <laughs> if you're playing around with dead people, you, you cannot be doing it for free. Right. Well, okay. maybe, hey, maybe he can use this science to bring back the birds he's been stuffing. And it, was all for, it wasn't all for not. Oh, shit, dude. That's a really good connection. So what he's doing with birds is somehow preserving them after death. And what Norgard is doing to these humans is somehow right. preserving that. I didn't put that together at all. I think they kind of sold Owen down the river with his creepiness to kind of make this parallel. Mm-hmm. I didn't put that together. Now I feel dumb, but that's a good call. So anyway, John, Will John, comes out of... the. James in real life, he's like, don't come out of the truck. Will right. obviously comes out of the truck. Just flying. Com- comes out hot. Yeah. Real hot. Real hot. Owen's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is super rude. <laughs> gets hit, gets knocked around, and then he takes off his bandage because he just punched Owen around in the face. Opens up his bandage, looks at his hand, and his fingers are like popping back into form. I thought right then and there it would be hilarious if John thought the cure to growing his fingers back was punching Owen in the face. So he just ran back and punched him. (laughs) It worked. Yeah. (laughs) It worked. But, and then that leads Will back to Nicola. Can't remember her last name. To... Where where was she? She was at some, like, private estate? I think it was, I think it's like the hotel in town. Okay. He goes back to her and says, well, shit, I, I trust you now. I know James didn't just trust you, but I trust you because my fingers are growing. So if you can, right. if you can make my fingers grow, you can bring Alicia back from the dead again, which we said was probably going to happen. It looks like that's their goal. So like now I'm, I'm saying we, we kind of know people's goals for these last two episodes. Nicola is going to want to figure out the process and in figuring out that process, her best subject will be Alicia. If she can bring Alicia back from the dead, then she has all her knowledge and information again. So that's their goal. We kind of went there. We also found out Owen is sketchy. Yeah, but Kate doesn't care. She's kind of like, I'm the bad boy life now. Yeah, like she's you killed someone little, in your past. She's getting a little too big for her britches, I think. Like James yeah. is like, I can't take care of you anymore. And she's like, yeah, you can't. Okay. Right. I mean, I think she's just... Once again, I think you can sympathize where she's coming from. Like, she's coming back and everything. Her best friend and her ex-husband are now together. So she has literally nothing. Yep. And, of course, everyone else who comes back also has nothing. But they're not watching, like, the people they 
used to love yeah now be together yeah she's kind of so the, she's lashing out she's the closest to her life before that before death because only two years right. what still is interesting is her boobs grew back she died with no boobs her boobs grew back well i think that's similar to even though that's not exactly what killed her like losing her boobs didn't kill her what killed everyone else didn't like the people who came back didn't come back with like a hole in their chest or oh. whatever killed yeah. but at the same time our boy william had the scars from his beating and maybe that's just because they were long-term scars and he'd had them for a long time yeah yep it's weird uh let's go sarah and phil sarah twine goes into james's storyline because he still sees her as caring wife and ally really she is i mean i don't i have no idea what they are she's not her like we clearly know phil uses her as a hideout he takes right. off his clothes and just puts his bloody laundry in the bottom of the hamper. Yeah, bad move on Phil. Pretty, he's not the brains. I think it was, was that on purpose? Was that rude? Uh, was that like to get her like to turn full evil because, or is that just him being lazy? I think. I think it was him being lazy just because he picked up other clothes and put his underneath them and was kind of like, oh, by the time someone does laundry, like we'll all be done with our thing here. Or they but won't no. even notice. They'll just grab the whole thing and throw them in. But either way, James right. notices at the end. But she also steals evidence, which there was this one scene when she grabs the evidence bag, the director or editor cut to like a weird slow-mo shot of her. Then a shot of Char Chris looking at her. I think he is on to her because he knows she took the gun. He knows she took the evidence now, which was the little scalpel that Alicia used to cut Phil's face. Phil has an awesome scar now. I'm kind of almost a little jealous of that scar. Just perfect, like Omar from The Wire, down the face. Really good scar. Yeah. If you have to have a scar on your face, give me something from my forehead to my cheek. Don't give me, like, Harry Potter or acne scars. Yeah. Just give me, yeah, like... Yeah, side of the face, right. Yeah, it needs to go... It's the perfect scar. So Sarah's bad. She's, like, trying to kill Kate. She goes to the cabin with the gun. She's ready to kill Kate. Chris walks in on her. That's how he finds her with the gun. I, right. It seemed they like scare each other. Kate was definitely her mission because later on she's like, "It'll be over soon, and we'll just be a family." She's protecting Phil. Two laugh out loud moments for me, and I, I was a little relieved because I, it was later in the episode. I hadn't laughed yet, and usually James is good for at least one zinger that cracks me up. Right. And there was the one. You can you we both said we both laughed at these parts. You can tell the first. The, I'll tell the James one. You tell the Phil one. They're the same. They're the same obstacle. It's about okay. Vic's return. Well, the James one happened first. Yeah. So the James one. It's about Vic's return phone. He's like, Vic's phone is pinging again. We buried that with his body. It means it's <laughs> out of the earth. It's like on the move. And Sarah, because she like is trying to cover herself, but she's just dumb. Like maybe it has nothing to do with it. And James goes, it's obviously connected. <laughs> Maybe it was just nothing. It's connect. It's obviously connected. Dude, the look on both of their faces was like, I wish the, I mean, it was good for comedic relief, but I wish the writers picked something else to have Sarah, like, kind of say with doubt. Because this was like the most obvious, <laughs> yeah. like someone grave robbed Vic's cell phone and is using it to do nefarious things. Like to even suggest that it's not, that it's not related. 
is so preposterous. And I think that's what made that moment so funny. Suspect as hell. Yeah, because a lot of times James, his response in these moments, like in episode one, when she was freaking out, and he's like, I never said that. They're yeah. like such human male responses, I feel like, where he's just like at right. the brimming point. He's just like, it's obviously connected. <laughs> and then another laugh right after that, because right after this exchange, Sarah calls Phil and says, you need to get rid of Vic's cell phone. Like they're tracking it. They know something's up. They know it's connected. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good police work. It's connected. So Phil just kind of, you know, hangs up, looks at his phone for a second. And at this point he's fishing with Bo and he just gives it a nice leisurely toss into the pond. No words. Bo looks at him and says, why'd you do that? And he's like, I didn't need it anymore. And just the idea of like, we obviously know why he did it, but just the th- thought of Bo look, seeing his stepdad be like, hey, you know, I don't need this cell phone anymore. I'm just going to toss it into the pond. I mean, whenever you casually break something, that's pretty jarring to watch. But the style in which he did it, just style yeah. and grace, just... Like, don't need that anymore. That was the last phone call I was ever expecting. And then right after that is when we see Phil kind of, like, earlier in the episode, he was kind of trying to play with Sarah's baby and maybe, like, try to find out why she was doing all all these things for her baby. She was like, oh, it's duty of care. Like, I'm the mother. So then Phil kind of stops doing nefarious things this episode right like Mm -hmm. i mean you know he's he picks up both from school and they just go fishing and um he's like yeah i think i'm gonna stick around a while like and be your stepdad and he repeated that line like it's my duty right right he said yeah he said it's my duty of care and bo was just kind of like i don't really care you're not my real dad (laughs) And so I, that kind of confused me. I don't know. There's not as much clear direction from the Phil because he was kind of the one that was just crazy and willing to do whatever to get to whatever their mission was, and which is what we saw last episode. But now we're ending this episode with him. Like there wasn't any time wasted before. And now he's just leisurely fishing, bonding with his son. Yeah, I, I, I still think he's menacing. <laughs> like even when he looked at that baby, he was like so small, so fragile. Right. It seemed a little threatening to me. And then the stuff with Bo, I was just waiting for him to like, I don't know, kill Bo, be like super mean. Yeah. And it never came. So I guess I should, I, I'm still not allowing myself to to think that that was just a nice fatherly, I'm going to change moment. But it, it, it seems like it kind of maybe was. I really hope they don't try and harm the baby. Oh, we had good dialogue at the beginning. Oh, dude, I've watched... The movie Mother, I did a review on that for a podcast, and the the last episode of Outlander that I did with Katie, and now this, three times babies getting harmed or very near harmed, and I, okay, well spoilers, I'm really not into it. Just don't, I don't want to watch a baby get hurt ever in my entire life. I agree with you, babies and dogs, yeah, and baby dogs, puppies. Jake outed Just me don't. as a pet hater on my our last podcast, so. You hate pets? Can't can't get into it on two podcasts back to back days. But 
There was good dialogue we kind of glossed over between Sarah and Phil. She's like, you know what you have to do. She's like, he's like, did you do, what are you, she's like, what are you actually doing? He said, what I'm here to do is cut the head off the snake. Right. And then her mission clearly is to kill Kate or any of them, I think. But I guess Alicia was the head off the snake. Maybe now that he's done that job, that was his purpose. That was his job. Maybe that's why he we see him not doing anything. That's, yeah, now that I think about that, that's a good point. Because he kind of says to her earlier, like, why haven't you done your part? Yeah. And she's like, I'm getting to it. So maybe his job was just to do that and hers was to, which is kind of ridiculous. She's got to kill like five people and he just kills the one. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of shows that they do know, they're not totally mindless. Like they do know what's going on. They know that Alicia gives them, is what is running everything basically. She brought him back. She's going to be the one to give him the best chance to get brought back increase the boundaries, keep them alive longer. So by killing her, it's just a matter of time for them to get to everyone else. Yeah. Um, and James said something also that I liked was when he was talking to the, the professor, Nicola Heisen, she left and she was like, well, don't ask me, ask him. He is the only reason they all came back. And James looked at Will and said, what's the link between all you people? Which... I take as there is a link. If James is now yes. putting that, I mean, I always thought there was going to be a link, but I was like, maybe. we've definitely hypothesized about that. Like, yeah. There's a reason everyone's back and everyone was connected to just will coming back. And it was, but I was, they we, have, maybe they, maybe we'll be able to look back and think it makes sense. But as of right now, I'm not sure they've dropped a single clue. Maybe yeah, it would be, to, cool, it would be cool if we go back and they were all there. But I think it's going to come together. And that was nice. I think so too. The nice that James said that because it was like, okay, now they're putting it out like for every audience member that maybe didn't think there was a link. They, once you present the idea to the audience, you have to follow through on it. Otherwise it's a bad show. And we've said this show can turn, (laughs) this glitch can turn to a terrible show if they don't end it correctly. Give us answers. Yes. The boundary shit. um, Will told the rest of them. That she created the boundary to keep them in there. Yeah. And Kirsty had a, just a really good 80s mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought that was a little weird. I think but, it's like some, I read somewhere like her 80s, her 80s cursing is perfect. So maybe it's just, that's why it sounds old school. I don't know. Yeah. It sounded very much like a 90s, like far out. Yeah. It did. I mean, that's it. Uh, should we get into her storyline yeah. now? Yeah, I mean, she got answers. So, again, we're looking for answers. We know who killed her now, and we know what happened with her friend, right? That whole storyline. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of half the episode, but it really paid off for me, at least. Like, basically sends Charlie in. Oh, wait. To... That was a third oh. that was a third laugh of mine. When she's like, okay, Charlie, you know the plan, right? Yeah, step one. Tell him I want a two-bedroom house, and then <laughs> yeah. and then somehow work in how come? <laughs> right, and then somehow work in why did you lie in 1988? <laughs> like, right, okay, Charlie, I don't think you have a plan at all. <laughs> those are, those are <laughs> way apart. And he so did. She sends him in. He did struggle with it. Well, yeah, there's no <laughs> connection to be made there. I actually thought he did okay. Like she sends him in to prod for answers. 
to the house and she's like oh i'm he's basically like oh uh, i'm really interested in this area is it safe like my parents said there was a murder here some years ago and that's kind of how it goes into it i thought it was a nice little transition but then he just comes in heavy-handed with all the questions there was a good chuckle in there she's like do i look that old yeah yeah <laughs> sure do. Uh, she was she was intimidating looking the actress herself like the way they she had was. That, the way they had her so I, w- I was stuff. tense like because you still don't know i mean you're kind of getting flashbacks as this goes on but you still don't really know is she also an innocent victim is she somehow involved in a cover-up you know i think we kind of got to where it was at the end but this whole time especially when charlie goes back around the back side of the house where she's out having a cigarette and she kept kind of turning away from him at any moment, I thought she could have, like, pulled out a weapon or, like, tried to eliminate him for asking too many questions. But at the end of the day, I think she was kind of a rape victim, too. And there was just, they were kind of scared, or at least Vicky was scared of this gang of guys, too much so to say anything. And it kind of turns out Kirsty wasn't scared of them and kind of ran her mouth off and called them out. And then the 40, to... The 40 stars. Yeah, that's what they're called. And seem to get killed as a result. And I think it's pretty... We do get the um, the nod that there wasn't a father to Vicky's son, who is also a real estate agent we meet. And Kiersey's like, how old are you? Yeah. He's like, younger than you. But he basically looks, you know, not that much younger than Vicky. And when she says, oh, you know, I obviously didn't have a husband... Um, it's pretty clear that he was the product. It's a rape child of of the rape, yeah. When he, but he can't know about it. When that when he, that guy, uh, Vicky's son, Vicky Carmichael is sounds like the a name that should be in an Italian New York mob movie. Vicky Carmichael, guy or girl, but when that Vicky, yeah, when that oh, when that guy walked up to her. I thought he was. I thought like we were gonna see his arm and a tattoo was gonna be there, and it was gonna be his big confrontation. Then he was wearing a suit, and I was like, "Oh, good." It's he was young though. I know, but I, I didn't really. I that's. I was just like, "This is gonna be it." And then he's like, <laughs> "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, he's a son." The flashback in the car, the forty stars, Pete Reddix. So Kirsty found her answers. Um. How'd you feel about Charlie? Was he going on his feet saying he was Janice's boy, and that and that Janice got? I thought that was really too? good. Yeah, I thought Charlie. did That's well. what I'm saying. I thought Charlie did really well, and he keeps coming out as like I think I said it last or an episode or two ago that I've really changed my tune. Like Patty was my favorite last season, and now I just really like Chris. He's great, Charlie, not Chris. Charlie, not Chris. Hey, Chris. And was it Chris? We'll get into him next. Is it Chris's dad? Because that seems like too old. The, the kill does seem really old. He's in a wheelchair, so I mean, years of apparently years of rape does a toll well, on the body. So, so that dude, the killer, is supposed to be around Kirstie's age. So Vicky Carmichael, she said it happened thirty years ago. They were probably let's say they're teenagers. So let's say seventeen, eighteen. That's where we're supposed. She looks older, but so that means forty-eight. Chris has to be late 30s so it, it can't be his, yeah his dad i mean i think we i think we have to assume that this gang was a little older maybe five ten years ten years max older than these girls that they attacked uh, but maybe not isn't there isn't there a shot of them kind of like 
in wrestling uniforms or something like some high school uniforms yeah celebrating like yes. a flashback yeah so that really doesn't make any sense even if he has some advanced form of cancer he should be like around the same age and even if he looked a little more feeble he just really does look no less than 80 years old i'm not really sure what that is maybe it's chris's brother maybe it's chris's lover but i i mean it, it seems the clear guess is dad and that seems way too old but we know who his killer is I think it's definitely his dad, but I just, the, the age, now that you brought it up, the age gap really is kind of weirding me out. I mean, maybe the only thing I can think of is that a couple of them had matching tattoos for this gang, and this is just an older member of it. Oh, that's a really good thought. That's a really good thought. Fuck, I think you're right now, because that's why they dropped the name on us, 40 Stars. The tattoo is of 40 Stars, so they let us know that this is a gang and that that's probably the gang symbol because it is what the name uh, of the gang is. So okay. I think you're right. I think that that is just a member of a gang and not the actual killer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that that's what the the symbol actually was. That does make me feel better that it is just the symbol of the gang. Because I really, I think that's too just too big of a plot hole. I mean, I think Chris's dad or relative being a, a killer of Kirstie would be a good... Have we seen a really good we twist? Haven't seen that guy before, right? We did see him once. I I think it was episode one. I mentioned Chris was doing something weird. They were like in a garage together, just kind of doing something. Like um, I don't know if they were home brewing beer. Or, <laughs> they were mixing something together, and the dad was just kind of looking at him. But I think that's just too big of a plot hole to have Kirstie's murderer like all of a sudden be age eighty five and old when he was in high school when he when he killed her. Yeah, I mean we'll but, see how it plays out. But play. yeah, we end the episode with her finding out that he still lives where they did. Skateboarding again, her ass like, off. She knew, she knew exactly who she was talking about. She asked the cop or the real estate agent, yeah, the guy, does. like, yeah. Does Pete Reddick still went, live on? Well, I mean, yeah. but I mean, that's like whenever you get blackout drunk and then someone gives you one piece of information and then you remember five more things. Yeah. So, so she has a flashback of the name Pete Reddick's. She get. No, Franklin like Street. Like that clicks as well. Good memory's weird. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll probably find out next episode because like we literally close with her skateboarding down his street. But I just don't get how he can be so old. The other thing that happened was Sarah goes to shoot Charlie, so she's just trying to shoot them all, and like has the worst period from hell. Now probably has another vaginal hemorrhage or whatever. I don't know what the medical term yeah, is. Yeah, I saw that obviously because it was in this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was right after Charlie's leaving Vicky's, uh, you know, house or house that she's trying to sell. And he's kind of walking off into the brush and Sarah pulls up. I don't know why this was the closest trash can. Why was she in the middle of nowhere? I guess just to dispose of that scalpel, because that's where the trash can she used, this really out-of-the-way one. And then she just kind of looks up and sees Charlie. Once again, I don't know how she knew it was Charlie. He was walking away from her. But she immediately, once again, reaches in her back pocket and has a gun, starts pointing it at him, and I thought it was over. Like, she looked like she was ready to do it. And then I don't want to, right, I don't want to say anything stupid here, but blood just started really gushing yeah out of her genital region and i mean i'm a man and i'm 
don't know everything that goes on in the female body, but I'm fairly certain that's not how it happens. <laughs> that's not normal. She did have a postpartum hemorrhage, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, so I don't know. Right. Something's wrong with her, and we'll find out, I guess. But she's now tried to kill Kate. Kate wasn't around. She tried to chill, chill, kill Charlie. Her body didn't allow her to. Yeah. I think next episode, Phil is going to, he's trying to like lay low since his job's done. And I think we kind of talked that through. It came to the conclusion that he did his job. He's done. He's going to lay low. But now maybe next episode, he's like, well, you're fucking up. So I'm going to have to do your job for you now because he's evil and he's too evil to not be evil anymore. Right. He's like, yeah, you're either fucking up or you're sick and you can't do it. Like I'm going to do it. And he's proven to be a very worthy opponent slash murderer. And got an awesome scar. So Patty's the last, last piece of this episode we haven't talked about, but Patty's still doing the same old shit, man. Just wants his estate to go to the right people. He went to the museum of his family. Should have probably done that earlier. Patty, uh, Right. Seems like a great place to start if you're trying to remember who you are in your life. Step number one, if I'm finding out my lineage or what happened, if there's a museum about me, and a book going there. Yeah. Right. Reading there, reading it, going there. The book was really good when Bo was like, there's this book about you, and Patty just said, begin the oration. <laughs> <laughs> Begin the oration. <laughs> so there were more funnier parts than uh, just two, I guess. But that got me good. Begin the oration. <laughs> so he sees Kalinda's necklace that he thought was beautiful. He finds right. out that his son killed all Kalinda and all those people, it seems like. But I guess yeah. waited until after Kalinda gave birth and didn't kill the baby. But anyway, he did some terrible shit. So he's mad. He decides yep. he's just going to take it into his own hands, go to Adeline, who I think is his like great granddaughter, maybe great, great granddaughter. She said my great grandfather used to say that name all the time. Yes. And I don't know if her. Great- she either said grandfather or great grandfather. So, And I'm thinking that means she's talking about his son. I thought she was talking about him. I don't know how many generations it's been, but right. Yeah. So, I mean, what's. Oh, and then Patty upsets. Those kids that had the kangaroo heart. And I said that. Well, Mark, basically, the kid comes over to his grandma after Patty leaves. Yeah. And is like, do you want me to get Matt? Or I think his name was. Matt or Michael. Yeah. And the grandma was like, yes, get Matt. In a very Michael. threatening, they knew what there that was. Right. Which is like, is the grandma. I mean, I. I They're was kind of thinking the Fitzpat the Fitzgeralds are uh, yeah, evil. Yeah, I guess so. Is she some sort of fucking grandma mob boss? See, yeah, that's what it was like. This she was like hap- getting her. This henchmen. has happened before, is exactly what. Well, and and we this whole season, we in the very first episode of season two, we had a shot of these kids dragging a dead kangaroo and throwing a, a kangaroo heart at Bo. And I said after episode two or three, like, why did they show us those kids? We haven't seen them again yet. So they obviously established them as bad guys and people you don't want to mess with. And now Patty has messed with them and they're coming after him. So we know that they've killed kangaroos before and they're pretty fucked up. So I think we're supposed to be a little nervous for Patty here. I'm not. I think Patty well, he's pretty old. Uh, yeah. So that was one of our, that was basically the first of three cliffhangers they left us with. Yeah. Patty, basically one of them, one of their sticks or 
fraternity paddles gets caught in a bear trap and I he think just kind of takes the time. It was a cricket bat. Well, oh, right. Well, here in America, we don't have cricket really. So everything that looks like that is a fraternity paddle that they used to spank each other with. In dazed and confused. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he runs away, and you're thinking, oh, shit, are they going to catch up with Patty? I hope they don't kill him. And then the next cliffhanger is James at home finding the bloody clothes, and is like, hey, Sarah, what's up with these bloody men's clothes? <laughs> you know? Did you bleed vag- Weird. Did you bleed vaginally all over this man? Yeah. And then, so it does all happen in, like, 90 seconds, and then we go to Kirstie kind of rolling up on rapist murderer's house. Yeah. Where Chris is, the other cop in town. So high hopes for episode five, because it seems like, I mean, we're going to have to get we're going to have to hit the ground running. We're going to have a bunch of action that happens immediately. Alright, here we and go. And going to change a lot of stuff. Sarah's going to go to the house. She's going to break in, see that he's like this old disabled man that doesn't recognize her at all. And she's like, you don't remember me? You killed me. He's like, yo, I'm so old. Yeah. She's like. You're so- <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she's going to be like, oh, can I really kill an old man? Especially when the cop in town is here. Maybe she can because she's already she's already been dead. She might die again. Yeah. Phil is going to have to take over the slack for Sarah. He's going to now be hunting down all of them, which is going to be tough. I don't know how Patty proves that's his house. That's such a, it's so funny that there's like all this yeah. storyline and Patty is just wants his fucking house back. Right. I'm going to give varying predictions from you. I agree with the Sarah thing. I think Phil's going to take over and be evil again and try to kill the return. I think Patty gets away somehow. Uh, and, but I actually think, and here's a little twist, maybe a mini twist, kind of anticlimactic. I think Kirstie's eyes start to bleed before she can get to the house. Oh. And she's like, I've got to turn back. I can't kill this motherfucker or else I'll turn to ash. I like that. I got to turn around. I like that. I also think that since the flashbacks are basically done for uh, Kirstie and she is in the present, like her storyline, we know her past. I think next episode is Charlie flashbacks and we need to figure out his past. Cause we still don't know how he died. Right. And we and haven't had flashback yeah. in a while besides he was drawn posters for that party at Patty's. Yeah. Do you think that yeah. Nicola Highgard, the no regard lady, do you think that she is good or bad? I think I lean towards that. She is good. Yeah. I think she just has her own motives. But at the end of the day, and maybe she'll have kind of a redemption thing at the end where she saves the day a little bit with her science. I think she's not a morally... She's not connected to the return. I kind of agree. I don't think she's morally a good person, but I don't think she's trying to harm anyone, really. She's on the side of science. So if she can figure out something with one of them dying, she doesn't really... Right. All right. Just need more James, more, more some funny, funny stuff. And I need Sarah to get the hell out of here. I predicted last episode, James is going to have to kill Sarah because Sarah's trying to kill Kate. So he's going to have to kill Sarah to stop it. Cause he kind of, Charlie is going to be like, yo, your wife, not, not all there. I think she did die and come back. Like she's, he's going to be like, are you sure she's on our side? Cause she's been doing some shady yeah. shit. And then James is going to be like, well, 
she did kind of die during childbirth and a lot of other people have been dying and coming back as evil. <laughs> so right. maybe she is. And then he's going to go like drive to see Sarah to see like, Hey, I uh, think maybe you died in your bed now. And Sarah's going to have a gun to Kate's head. And then James is going to kill Kate because James is going to kill Sarah because episode three, yeah. Sarah said James would kill for you. It's okay. It could be one of these, those classic cinema moments where like, Sarah has the gun up, crosshairs on Kate, and you hear a loud bang. And then, like, Sarah's eyes roll into the back of her head, and she falls down dead. <laughs> and in the background, you see James, like, standing there, smoking gun. I just saved you, Kate. Just killed my wife for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. That's the end of episode four. We got two left. Kind of excited. I think it's. I think it's. Excited. I think it's coming together. It's gonna intertwine. Need answers. Yeah. Episode one left us with no answers. I need some answers here, baby. <laughs> need some answers. We're getting there. I've, I'm much more confident than I was last week. All right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Glitch at Easy underscore Mac with a K at John Boy underscore. I mean, don't follow me unless you're a Yankee fan, basically. But follow Talking Glitch. We post our clips. Talk about the show. I'd actually like to hear what everyone else is saying. We got some. We got someone said that Alicia is as old as time. She old as old as Abraham. That's what they predicted. Oh, yes, I like that. Tell them I like that. All right, I'll tell. Also, them. <laughs> also fish for. Uh, I know we have like seventy-five followers, but fish for some questions. And yeah, we'll I will next episode. Yeah, next episode. If you if you guys have questions that. That we don't. We have 104 followers now. Ooh. Crushing it. Nice. I'm trying to find that. Has anyone discussed who was thinking of who on that first night at the cemetery? Someone asked us that. What I don't even I don't really know what that means. Has anyone discussed who was thinking of who on that, that first night at the cemetery? Well, first off, I want to say thank you for the question. Secondly, please send a follow-up clarification because I can't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I'm not. They were. I think James was thinking, "Who are all these people?" And the returned were thinking, what "The fuck's going on?" Yeah, that's that. All right. Thanks for listening. We're out.